Hello, this is Evangelist Valerie Laurie coming to you with Proclaiming the Word of God. I hope that you have been doing well, and I am so happy to be able to do another podcast here for you. And I hope that you will subscribe to my uh, podcast and share my podcast with somebody because you never know who needs a word from the Lord. So if you can share my podcast, it would be greatly, greatly appreciated. Today, we are going to be coming from the book of John, and we're going to be coming from that 21st chapter of John, and we are going to read at that 15th verse, and it reads like this. So when they had eaten breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me more than these? And he said to him, you know, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, feed my lambs. He said to him again, a second time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? He said to him, yes, Lord, You know that I love you, he said to him, tend to my sheep. He said to him the third time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? Peter was grieved because he said to him the third time, do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. And from this set of scriptures, we're going to be talking about for the love of God, for the love of God. Amen. For the love of God. In life, sometimes when things are going very, very well for us, we're we're about the business of God. We're about doing the things that God has called us into doing. And so we are happy and probably at some of our highest moments in life. You remember the times when you had your happiest moments in life. There are highs in life that we have, such as graduating from high school and maybe getting married, having that first baby, buying your first car, getting your first job, getting your first home. Those are the highlights, that big promotion that you got on your job. Those are the highlights in your life when you think that everything is going very, very well for you. And so you celebrate it. You're, they call it, call, call it living your best life, living that life that you always dreamed of, that you will have. And so it was that here in the, the book of John, we find that Throughout the the Gospels, Simon Peter had been one who had walked with the Lord, and he had trained under God. He was uh, uh, high-minded, or they call call him possibly one who had a quick temper, but he walked with God, and so he walked with the Lord. He had to be rebuked some of the time, but he walked with the Lord nonetheless. But here when we get to this 21st chapter of John, we find and we see that something in his life has shifted. 
something has shifted, something has changed, and something has turned back from the way that life was going for him or the way that he thought that life should go for him at this time. And so we find in life that the same things can happen to us sometimes when everything is going good. You know, you thought that you would uh, have the marriage. You thought that you would get this big promotion. You thought that you would be further along than where you are right now. And it is to the point sometimes in life where you get to the point where I didn't know things were going to quite turn out just like this. So what 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 is it that you want in life that you didn't get? What is it that's missing from your life that you long for right now? What is it that you crave? Uh, a, a person who is superficial say, well, I'm not craving anything. I'm not missing anything. All I need is God. But you know, that's a that's a human answer. Because if all you needed was just God, God never would have made all of the other people that are down here on the planet right now. It's just like if you fall and you can't get up, if God don't supernaturally pick you up, you might need some help from somebody to help you get up. So we don't want to over-spiritualize it because we do need each other. We need God. And somebody may say that God was the one who sent the person to help you up and that may be true but yet and still God used a person to help you up so the question is is in life when things are going great we've all had these moments where we are on the mountaintop but then there's a time when we also have where we get down in the valley so we can be thinking that we want life to go a certain way. We all been there. We obsess with wanting to have this great future. We obsess with wanting to have, like the statistics say, two, two children and the nice house, the career. We obsess with it. But what do you do when things don't quite work out the way that you thought they would do? We get frustrated. We get to the place where we say, for the love of God, that may be our statement. And when you hear that state type of statement, that's not a praise. That's not a lifting up of God, but that's a frustration in your voice. When you go saying, for the love of God, that means that you wish some things would change. That means that you wish that the, uh, you've been trying to do something and no matter how hard you try, you just don't seem to be able to make it. That means that for the love of God, how long is this situation going to last? I thought that by now these things would be better. I had it going on at one time, but now it just seems that everything is just falling apart shaking my head things just seem to be falling apart so here it is that in this passages of scriptures that we looked at we find that here it was that Simon Peter 
he is now has gone back that when Jesus first met him, he's gone back to fishing. He's walked with God. He's walked with the Lord. And he's been rambunctious and had to be rebuked. He was the one who cut off the ear of Malchus, the servant, when they were about to take Jesus and take him into custody. And he would, Jesus, who would later be crucified. But life hasn't gone quite the way that Peter thought it would go. What does he do now? Here it is that he's walked with the Lord these three years. And now Jesus has been crucified. They were talking about the Savior and talking about the kingdom of God. And they had went and laid hands on the sick and they had recovered. They had opened blind eyes. They had opened deaf ears and cast out demons and here it is now that Jesus is gone think about your life sometimes in life if you stop and you look people who were up now they find themselves with this pandemic having to be down having to go sometimes and go to the food banks just to get food when Two, three years ago, they had a bunch of money in their bank account. They didn't have to depend on the social services for anything because they had it going on. Here it is that maybe four or five years ago, the marriage was flourishing. And they were happily living the life of happily ever after. But now with this pandemic, We've been uh, locked up so long that we're sick of looking at each other. And now the marriage that used to be, it is no more. They don't have all those lovey-dovey feelings and that they used to have. And sometimes the man, he just moves on. Sometimes the woman, she moves on. Things ain't like they used to be. And so it is that Simon Peter, he finds himself. In a situation, he finds that the life as they knew it while Jesus was alive and he was uh, opening the eyes of the blind and they were walking with Jesus, the entourage of Jesus, the apostles of Jesus. Now they find that things ain't quite like they used to be. And so Simon Peter, he makes up in his mind, he's going to fix the situation. He's going to go back to what he used to do. That's what we do. Go back to however we used to do and the, the, the way we used to take care of ourselves. And we go back to coping mechanisms of how we would make it through when things weren't going quite right. What do you do when life? Is not the way that you thought it was going to turn out. But you got to keep on living in it right now. What do you do? What do you do? What do you do? So Simon Peter. Jesus is dead now. And life as they knew it. 
them three years, it's not like it used to be. So what what happens? What happens? Simon Peter, if you stop and you go to John chapter 21, Simon Peter, he makes a statement in that third verse of chapter 21, John 21. And he says, I'm going fishing. That's what he used to do. I'm going fishing. How many of us right now want to go fishing? Because this thing didn't quite turn out the way that we thought it would. Life has thrown us a curveball. The money we used to have, we don't have it anymore. The health we used to have, we don't have it anymore. The friendships we used to have, we don't have it anymore. I am going fishing, is what Peter said. Where's Jesus now? He's dead and he's gone on. Where is he? Is what Peter's thinking. Where is the ministry that we used to have? I am going fishing, he says in that third verse. Because that's what he was used to. That was where he found peace. And that was where he found solitude. That was where he found joy. That was where he found happiness. That was where he didn't have to relish and think about problems. I am going fishing. Out, if you ever had problems or issues, if you ever uh, went and sat by a body of water, that is a peaceful place to be at. Peter was going fishing. And guess what? Some of the rest of them said, and we're going with you also. That means, for the love of God, I done had it with this situation. For the love of God, when will it change? For the love of God, how long are we going to have to be in this situation? So we're going to go back and we're going to do what we used to do. Because everything done fell apart. Everything, it's not the new, it's not the life that we used to have. I'm going fishing. Many of people out here ready to go fishing, ready to go back fishing. Some of us are going to go back and fish with alcohol. Some of us will go back and fish with food addictions. Some of us will go back and fish with sex. Some will go back and we'll go back fishing with gambling. Some of us will go back fishing with sleeping. Some of us will go back fishing with hanging out with the wrong crowd. Some of us will go back to doing things that we used to do because it's not life the way that it used to be. It's not life as normal. So we're going to go back fishing. And guess what? We're going to take some more with us. Uh, matter of fact, we didn't have to take them. They done fed up with it too. And so they going back to fishing. It's like the pig has gone back to wallow in the mire. The dog has gone back to eat its own vomit. So we going fishing is what Simon Peter decided to do. What do you do when life has thrown you a curveball? What do you do when things didn't quite turn out like you want? What do you do when you don't know what else to do? What do you do? What do you do? What do you do? Peter said, I'm going fishing. And that's what he did. 
he went back to the familiar. So he goes out. They go out with him. The Bible declares that they went out. I'm in that third verse of John 21. They went out and immediately got in the boat. Didn't think about it. Didn't ask nobody about it. Just went on and shifted. Turned back from evangelism. Turned back from preaching the gospel. Turned back because Jesus now is dead. What more do we do? Go back and go to fishing. So the Bible says that immediately they got in the boat. And that night they caught nothing. At night, the mindset has shifted. The mindset, the heart is losing hope. It's no sense in keeping on trying is what they're thinking in their hearts. Jesus is dead. The ministry is gone. What do we do? We go back to fishing. We go out. Don't think about it. Don't pray about it. We didn't ask God. They didn't ask God nothing. That's how we do. We don't think about it. We don't pray about it. Don't ask God nothing. Just get in the boat. Go out at night. The mindset is dark. The heart is broken. The heart is dim. We go back to fishing. And that's what they did. But the Bible declares that they caught nothing. What do you do? What do you do when life is messed up? What do you do when your life is messed up? You go and make up in your mind that you're going to go back to fishing. It's nighttime. You're trying to find an answer to give you peace and to give you hope. You're trying to find something that's going to be a solution to your current predicament. Do you keep fishing in the night? You're trying to find hope, but all the light that was in your world seems to be dark. What do you do? But we find in that fourth verse, there's a transition. It says, but when the morning had now come, Hallelujah. Thank God that in the nighttime hours, there is a morning. There is a morning that you're going to come out of this darkness. There is a morning that is coming to you. There is a freshness that's going to come to your life if you just don't quit and you just don't give up. Don't quit and don't give up. It's dark and your heart may be broken. Your heart may feel the pains of losing. Your heart may feel the pain of you don't have that job that you used to have. You don't have the, 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 the marriage that you used to have. You've lost the homes in the pandemic. You've lost health. You've lost that sense of security. But there is a morning that comes and Jesus comes, and Jesus comes beside you and I. And Jesus will comfort the brokenhearted. 
Jesus will comfort you when you are lonely. Jesus will comfort you when all seems to be lost, when you seem to given up all hope. And so Jesus comes and he, he comes and he stood on the shore. Yet the disciples did not know that it was Jesus. And then Jesus speaks to him in that fifth verse of the 21st chapter of John. And he says unto them, children, have you any food? And they answered him, no, because they didn't have food. Let me tell you what to eat on when you get in a desperate situation, when you're desperate, when you see nothing but darkness, when you're looking at a life that has faded away as you once knew it, when you don't know what to do, feed on that word of God. Have you any food? And they say no. And he said to them, cast the net on the right side of the boat and you will find some. Cast your net on the right side. Go back to thinking in line with God's word. You've given up, you feel hopeless and you've gone a fishing. Cast your net on the right side of the boat. Get back into the word of God. Get back into your prayer life. Get back into your praise. Get back into believing that what God's word says is true. God's word will not return back void. Cast your net on the right side of the boat and go back to what you used to do in God. He says, you will find some. So they cast and now they were not able to draw it in because of the multitude of fish. When we find ourselves in a situation where our heart's desires have faded away, where we've lost homes and jobs, where we've lost friends and loved ones, many have died in this pandemic, and our hearts are broken But there is a joy that comes in the morning. There is a joy that comes in the morning where Jesus is right there by us. And so our hope is not gone. And he says to them that you will, if you cast on the right side, you will find some. And so they cast and they found that multitude of fish. And therefore the disciple in that seventh verse that whom Jesus loved said to Peter, it is the Lord. The blinders were off of his eyes. When we come and we cast on the right side, when we begin to focus back in on the things of God, the enemy will come and he will speak to our mind and he will say, all hope is lost. You're never going to make it. But God will take the blinders off of the eyes. And so it was with the disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter in that seventh verse of John 21. He says, it is the Lord. Now when Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on his outer garment for he had removed it and plunged in when he had plunged into the sea. So when we get frustrated, when we know God, Sometimes we take off 
the things that God has equipped us with. We, we take off the mindset, that helmet of salvation. We take it off and we go into gloominess, that feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. We give up on that because we are frustrated and life hasn't given us the right uh, set of circumstances that we thought we would have. So we give up on God. That sword of the spirit, we lay it down and we just go with the flow. So he's taken off his garment. He's gone in fishing, but when he finds out that it's the Lord, he puts back on his, his garments. Therefore, the disciple whom Jesus loved, he identifies it to Peter, him to Peter, letting him know that it is the Lord. There was another boat of disciples. They came in a little boat and they helped to get in the fish dragging the net. And so they drug in the net of fish. It didn't break. God's got a way of doing things that will help us in a time of need. The morning does come when it's nighttime. And God will begin to minister to your spirit. That's why we need each other. When I started off, somebody says, I don't need nobody but God. But then we do need each other from time to time to help to lift us up. It was a brother who identified to Peter that this is the Lord. It'll be a brother who will remind you to don't speak those negative words out of your mouth. Come on, brother, sister. Come on, stand. Come on. God's got your back. God's, it's not always going to be like this. You're going to be able to make it. God will lift you up out of the miry clay. God will place your feet on a solid rock to stay. It's not always going to be like this. You feel frustrated. It's not always going to be like this. You're not always going to be saying, for the love of God. But you're going to say, for the love of God, I'll do this. For the love of God, I'll pick up my cross and I'll follow after him. For the love of God, I'll pick up the bloodstained banner of Jesus Christ. For the love of God, I'll preach the gospel. For the love of God, I'll witness to the homeless. For the love of God, I'll witness to the lost. For the love of God, I'll pick up my cross and I'll die for you, God. For the love of God. For the love of God, I'll do these things. So Jesus, they come to the shore and Jesus does give them breakfast and he feeds them. And you read on down through these verses, we find that there is a dialogue that's going to happen. He tells them to come on in to bring the fish and they have breakfast with Jesus on the shore. Jesus Jesus then came and he took bread and he gave it to him. And likewise, the fish in that 13th chapter of, in that 13th verse of the 21st chapter. This is now the third time that Jesus had shown himself to his disciples after he was raised from the dead. So in that 15th verse, he has a dialogue with Simon Peter. And he has this dialogue for a reason. Because we find that Peter had already denied Jesus before he was crucified. He had denied him three times. 
in the 18th chapter of John. If you go back and you read in verses 17 through 27. So not only had he taken off his clothes of righteousness. Not only had he gone back to fishing. But now and he's denied Jesus three times before the crucifixion. And he felt bad about himself. And now here it is that he comes face to face with the resurrected Lord. And so Jesus always loves us. Think about it, child of God. Whenever you mess up or I mess up, our Lord God always loves us back to hell. Our Lord God always lets us know that we are still his beloved. He always picks us up. He always dusts us off. He always cleans us up again and sets us back on a right course. So Jesus is speaking to Simon Peter. So when they had eaten breakfast in verse 15, Jesus says to Simon Peter, he says, Simon, son of Jonah, son of Jonah, do you love me more than these? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Here it was, the one who was running from the ministry that he had been commissioned to, pretty much like Jonah wasn't going to go and preach in Nineveh. He's here, and he finds himself now face-to-face with the resurrected Lord. He says, yes, Lord, you know that I love you, he said to him. And Jesus' response is, feed my lambs. Because when Jesus met Peter, that's what he was. He was a lamb, needing to be fed, needing to be guided, needing to be protected, needing to be guarded and watched over. He says to him in that 16th verse, because now it is that Peter is coming out of that darkness where that mindset of going efficient, going back to what is normal, going back to what he used to do. And God is calling you and he's calling me to come back. It's not time for you to go back to what you used to do and go on a fishing. But I got a greater work for you to do and I'm calling you into it. He says to him, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know I love you. He said to him, tend my sheep. Jesus had tended to the disciples. He had tended to them. He had showed them how to cast out demons. He had showed them how to lay hands on the sick. He had showed them how to open up deaf ears. He had taught them the word of God. And so he's commissioning and telling uh, Simon Peter, you got to tend to my sheep. Because there is a great work out here that must be done. 
There's a great work out here. There are babies who are lost. There are those who need to be uh, taught the word of God, shown an example, led and guided. Feed my sheep, tend to my sheep, tend to my sheep, as I, Jesus, had done to the disciples. And he said to him the third time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? The mindset of not wanting to do what I have commissioned you to do. I'm calling you because I'm drawing you back to me. I'm drawing you because I am alive in your life. Child of God, God wants you to know that he is very much alive in your life. God wants you to know that I'm calling you back out of your muck and miry clay. I'm calling you back from wallowing in the mire. Pick up your cross and follow me. I want to know, do you love me? And so he said to him that, do you love me? Peter was grieved because he said to him the third time, do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. That was heartfelt. I love you, Lord. Hallelujah. How many of you, even though you know that there are some things that you've done that you've turned back. You know now that God is calling you and you're saying, Lord, I love you. I love you. I love you. He's calling you back to him. I love you, Lord. And he said, feed my sheep. Feed my lambs. Tend to my sheep. Feed my sheep. There's a word. That God has. That he has to get in your belly. Ah, There is a word. A seed that God has planted deep down in you. That seed of the word of God. That's on the inside of you. It is not going to return back void. Stir up that gift of God. That is on the inside of you. Pick up your cross and follow him. Don't look back. Plow the plow, plow the plow, plow the row, the field that God has told you to go and to plow. Plant seed and do the work that God has told you to do. Most assuredly, I say to you in that 18th verse, when you were younger, you girded yourself and walked where you wish. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands and another will gird you and carry you where you do not wish. So you may want to go one place. And one thing when you get older and as we grow in these bodies and we get older for sure and our bodies age, there are some things that we cannot do. And we may have to have somebody who will lead us. But spiritually, when you grow and you mature in God, you can't do the things that you used to want to do. You have to commit and surrender unto God and do those things that God wants you to do. You got to pick up your cross and to follow him. And I'm getting ready to wrap this up, but I got to point out one more thing. Jesus, that disciple whom Jesus loved, John, who had identified that it was Jesus. We see something else with Peter. 
and this is key and this is important for the love of God that may be the thought that you have sometimes when you see somebody who got on your last nerve because I imagine that John was always talking about I'm the disciple that Jesus loved but Peter looks at him and it says in that 20th verse then Peter turning around saw the disciple whom Jesus loved I'm still in the 21st chapter of John whom Jesus loved following who also had leaned on his breast at the supper and said Lord who is the one who betrays you this was before Jesus was crucified Peter seeing him said to Jesus but Lord what about this man And this is the response of Jesus in the 22nd verse. He says, Jesus says to him, If I will that he remain till I come, what is that to you? You follow me. So this is what I'm saying to you who are listening to me. And I'm getting ready to wrap this up. For the love of God is the way you're thinking it. But when God steps in and he changes your heart, because of all the pressures of life, because of all the disappointments, all the things that you have faced during this pandemic, all the losses that you have had for the love of God, he changes your mindset for the love of God. So it goes from for the love of God in frustration that for the love of God, I will do these things for you. For the mindset, what is that to you? You follow me. So what am I saying to you? Stay focused. I know you've had a hard time. I know you've faced setbacks. I know you've had losses. I know you've had disappointments. And I know that you've cried tears. I know that there have been things that you don't understand that happened to you in your life. But I'm telling you, pick up your cross and follow after the Lord another time. You're going to make it. It may be hard. But God is with you. God never leaves us, nor does he forsake us. Pick up your cross and follow after him. Dust yourself off and let's get moving for God. Amen. 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 You're going to make it. Stay focused. Don't worry about what's happening to somebody else. You focus in on what the Lord is telling you. And you walk it out saying, for the love of God. I will live and I will die. For the love of God, I will do this. For the love of God, I won't quit and will not give up. And if you walk with God, you're going to make it. You truly will make it. Well, I hope that I have given you a word from the Lord, something that will give you the encouragement that you need to know that you can go on in God. Believe me, child of God, you are going to make it. Subscribe to my podcast and please share my podcast with somebody. So until we meet again, this is Evangelist Valerie Laurie coming to you with Proclaiming the Word of God. Until we meet again, be blessed and bye-bye.